Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And the American guy is the greatest here because he's just like passively, aggressively, like picking up anti-Mormon grocery items for spite. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all so caffeine good. and liquor. Yeah. Right. Takes a gay couple off the shelf. No, no. <laughs> just, come on. <laughs> well, an elder Ooh. soda, an elder doofus <laughs> literally does sneak the guy's wine out of his basket and puts it back on the shelf, which is uh-huh. such a good trick. Yeah. You pull the wine out of my basket, you're pulling back a bloody stump motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because the film spotting guys already had dibs on good movies. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 700 miles to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. I'm so flippin' excited. Let's flippin' do this. Let's flippin' do it indeed. Flip, yeah. If you were anywhere near me, I would punch you so hard right now. <laughs> Just you, he, you owe him one. Of course, sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I want to flip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, calm down. <laughs> And also joining us for week three of Mormon Movie Month are two-thirds of our favorite DIY podcast, The How-To Heretic, Doug, Dan. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Noah. (laughs) Flip off, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can tell this Mormon movie shit sinking in right here. (laughs) It gets under you. What flip are we talking about? This is weird. We'll explain. I don't even know the flipping movie yet. Now, unfortunately, Mark couldn't make it because I'm assuming... He learned his flipping lesson the last time, unlike you guys, right? Or some of us are more into masochism than others. That's just, it's just a kink thing. Whatever you, whatever your thing is, it's hey, fine. No judgment here. All right. So tell us, Heath, what are these flip jokes all about? What are we going to be breaking down today? <laughs> we watched the best two years. It's the story of Mormon missionaries in Amsterdam. So uh, it's just. Two straight hours of Dutch people being just perfectly happy and Mormon missionaries having nervous breakdowns. <laughs> it really is. It really is. You can just in the background, you're like, wow, everyone here is having a better time than you guys. The entire country. Maybe that's what the title is. Maybe the best two years are these other people's yeah, good right. years. Yeah, right. Yeah, the extra protagonist the film. paradise. Yeah. Seem, seems like the worst part of their lives is. I'm going to say you. It's yeah, the worst right. Part of yeah, dealing with you. <laughs> All right. So, Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you love shopping lists, but the thrills and chills of the dairy items are just too much for you, you will love this movie. <laughs> this movie is on YouTube. And when I finished watching it, the algorithm suggested that I kill myself. That <laughs> is how boring this movie is. You could put a gun to my head 
right now and ask me to describe the plot of this movie and I'd be like, grocery store! Yeah, shopping! <laughs> it's a pretty simple algorithm that was always doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's just following your Facebook posts, man. So, okay, so I have questions because we've watched a bunch of these Mormon missionary movies now and every single one of them makes being a Mormon missionary seem like the worst possible idea any human being could have. And I know that they're like making them seem better than they are, right? Like they have to be. It's a movie. <laughs> I was a Mormon missionary. Yeah, that, I think you're, you're delving into Doug's territory over here. That's uh, why I'm bringing it up. So, Doug, is it even worse than this? Well, the one thing I will give this movie is it did manage to get the futility, the stupidity, and the crackling <laughs> sexual tension of a Mormon mission. <laughs> Definitely got that right. All right, all right. Compliment sandwich. You guys have to understand that Doug went on possibly one of the worst missions available. Like, exactly. what, I don't know who it was that like got Doug's application and decided where he was going to go, but that person had a vendetta. Yeah. Uh, where was your a, mission? A, a point of personal order here, guys. The first time we reviewed uh, one of these movies, it was set in sunny Southern California, mm -hmm. and this one has them navigating the hellscape that is Holland. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. where's my missionary movie? I spent two years in fucking Honduras. Oh, you know? God. <laughs> where's my lighthearted romp of navigating malaria, dengue fever, and dysentery while not getting shot by narco-traffickers? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, we did watch that one. <laughs> All of that is real. Hey, Doug, someone took your pamphlet. Yay! And used it to burn a witch. Oh! <laughs> I need you to lead. Mark, come get me. <laughs> All right, so is there anything we uh, want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with best worst setting for a movie about language barriers. <laughs> they... Wanted a bunch of jokes about that, and they went with the Netherlands, where yeah. everybody speaks 19 <laughs> languages, definitely including English. Right! <laughs> right! I'll, I'll nominate this for the best worst passage of time. Nearly the first half of this movie takes place in real time on a single morning. <laughs> yes. And then another huge portion is time-lapse montages. <laughs> this movie is stuck in either first gear or warp nine. Yes, yeah, there is no middle. Because <laughs> at the end of it, I was like, wait, was that two years? How the hell? Wait, okay. Okay, speaking of which, this is because this movie just gets the time dimension all wrong. I was going to go with best, worst, deceptive runtime. All right, so... <laughs> We just got back from San Francisco. We did the big uh, the big hangout, the big live stream for all of our patrons. It was a whole thing. It took a week to prepare it. I get back. I've got a ton of work to do. And I look at the movie that we're doing. It's on YouTube. Eli sent me a link. And I look and I see that it's 37 minutes long. And I'm like, that's, that's about right. Because Mormon movies are all either 37 minutes or three and a half hours. <laughs> that was part one of three, God damn it. So, like, uh. I went for, like, two days thinking, oh, it's 37 minutes. I've got plenty. I can get a lot of other work done. I can get caught up on a ton of shit. And then I went to watch it last yesterday, and it's, like, two fucking hours wait, worth wait, of wait, movie. Wait. Did you guys watch the other two parts? <laughs> <laughs> I was not instructed. I was told it was this file. Don't worry if you missed it, Heath. Nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right. Okay. You can, you can guess the jokes. It's easy. This is certainly a movie you can <laughs> wing, yes. 
I'm going to nominate it for the best worst sales pitch for missionary work. <laughs> because, look, all the other missionary movies are about, like, how hard it is. This one's supposed to be pitching us on how great it is. Like, it's in the mm. title. Yeah. And it, to me, basically, the whole thing of this movie is... Hey, you want to take two years of your life to live in disgusting squalor, never less than three feet from other men you don't really like in order to bother countless people in languages you weren't, weren't sufficiently trained to speak who will reject you and be hopelessly bogged down in menial statistic tracking while your girlfriend guaranteed fucks another guy back home? <laughs> Where do I sign up? <laughs> and again, they're making it seem better than it is, aren't they? Right. Aren't they done? <laughs> and that, that was my best worst, was best worst setup for disappointment. Like, look, I know I am last on this podcast when it comes to being a Mormon missionary, but like, the idea that it will literally be your best Best two years, the name of the movie. Is, like, I could make a romantic comedy about a guy who falls in love with a root canal, and it would contain more reality than this movie. Uh, it's an uh, orifice. All right, well, if there's one thing I know about Mormon missionary movies, it's that they're longer than Mormon missions. Uh. So we're going to keep the break brief, and when we come back, we'll break down all the montages of previous montages that are <laughs> the best two years. You know, here on God Awful Movies, we've watched way more than our fair share of Mormon missionary movies. We've seen them save towns, save islands, get up to plenty of wacky shenanigans, and most importantly, convert a lot of people to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And after 200 episodes of this show, it looks like we've noticed a bit of a gap in the Mormon cinema universe. So, pending the success of our Kickstarter, we'd like to present this exciting sneak peek. This summer. So wait, I have to poop with the door open? Yes. Or you'll... Send you home in disgrace, yes comes the gritty missionary remake we've all been waiting for. Hi, would you like to hear about Fuck Off? Oh. Hi, would you like to hear about I'm a crazy person, can I lick your feet? Uh, no. Because when you send an 18-year-old to bother people for two years, it's gonna suck. I'm an adult who's here to yell at you about quotas I made up. I'm not emotionally prepared for this! The worst two years, unless you wind up a sex slave at some point. Okay, you can lick my feet. <laughs> <laughs> All right! And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to open up with a song that might as well start with the lyrics, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> my note here is just, hey, Tom, can you acapella group write a song for the movie? Yes! <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was, it sounded, it's, it's funny because they took their cues from like the comedies of the eighties, but this was made in 2003. So, yes. uh, but, but it's, it kind of sounded like the Mormon version of I'm all right from Caddyshack, but written by elder Heber J. Loggins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh my God. This song, you know, there's a reason we don't sing all four verses of the national anthem before a football game. <laughs> there's not even opening credits, just the extended no. version of Mormon Freebird over aerial shots yes. of Holland. <laughs> Hey, there, there was that cool, cool train we got to look at, so yeah. that's cool. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, and also the I love that they tried for literalism because like the lyrics at one point were something about a bicycle wheel spinning faster than a windmill, and that's accompanied by a shot of a windmill that is not spinning at all. <laughs> Actually, perfect metaphor for the whole movie if you think about it. But yeah, we see it. We start off on Holland in a train, and I have to say, I've seen, we I have seen several movies where all the people of one religion were put on a European train at the beginning. This has got the most upbeat music of those films. Yeah. <laughs> Going on a limb there. But only because Spielberg rejected my special edition. So just <laughs> you put Yakety Sacks behind that movie, it changes the whole vibe. It really does. <laughs> All right. So, uh, oh, and then so we, we're, we're looking at a train and a lot of Holland for eight and a half minutes, but we also get... Like, I guess all the kids at the Mormon dorm, all the missionary kids waking up. Yeah. And um, I got to say, those are some shiny pajamas. Very <laughs> shiny. Is that a Mormon thing? Was that no, that's, that is the, the one gay missionary thing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't Elder Van Pelt is a <laughs> complex character. Did I say complex? <laughs> I meant gay. Yes. <laughs> He's dressed like late era Hugh Hefner. His alarm clock is like off of Liberace's piano, and he prances about the apartment like Hank Azaria in the birdcage. What is going on with this guy? Well, and also every time anyone speaks to him, he's like, I like women a lot. Yeah, he's got he's got three pictures of girlfriends up and they're all signed on the picture, which to me, those aren't your girlfriends. Those are the pictures you sent away for for the models of The Price is Right. I told and I don't know if you noticed, but the girl in the middle picture was clearly in her 40s. I think these photos came with the welcome basket at the reparative therapy camp that Elder Van Pelt flunked out of. And, and what's amazing is that this is this is the first time in this movie that we see that, like, whoever wrote this movie didn't get so much of their trip. And the first of it is, like, he obviously roomed with a gay Mormon kid. And he was just like, oh, what? A ladies' man constantly <laughs> singing show tunes. And you know, you know women love musicals. I'm not gay. Look at, watch me do, why would I be doing this 1980s Jane Fonda workout? If I was gay? <laughs> that make any sense. He literally does that. That is the truth. Yes. Okay. So, so we we meet three characters here. Good luck keeping track of them. I'll try to help. So you got Elder Rogers. He's the lazy one who just doesn't give a shit about Mormoning anymore. Breakfast Club. Um. You have Elder Van Pelt, who is the closeted gay missionary who they'll present as a ladies' man, and then you have Elder Johnson, who has so little personality that they make his entire character arc. I have a cassette, but no cassette player. Cassette tape. Yep, that's what I call him in my notes is cassette tape. Yeah, that's Elder Johnson. I call them Elder Responsible, Elder, quote, girlfriends, and Elder Bad Elder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and apparently Elder Bad Elder, that's Rogers, he's, he's nervous because he's got a new companion coming in. And what if he's some kind of dork? He's a Mormon missionary. Oh, my God. He goes through this whole thing. He's like, I'll bet my new companion will be awful. Oh, how so? Well, first, he's going to be like five, six and fuck short people. And, him, <laughs> and he'll probably have glasses, which I think is a weakness of character. And on <laughs> P days, he's probably going to want to play chess like a fag. I'm the funny one. <laughs> yeah, but that's his big fear. And meanwhile, we we have we cut to this weird fucking POV shot of uh, yeah. Th th this is Greeny. This is his his new um, companion that's on the train on his way there, and he's giving out books of Mormon on the train. 
Yeah, this movie is triggering enough for me without the POV. <laughs> it's like playing a first-person shooter with mittens on. For the love of God. It, but it's it's weird. It's shot like a horror film. Yeah, totally he's, it's like it, it's like when you see the only the machete from the murderer's perspective, so and he's right. picking his victim. It's so weird. It feels very creepy and so unnecessary. <laughs> Nothing is established by this shot, right? Okay. So anyway, we cut back to the Mormon dorm, uh, and I have to ask you guys about this because apparently elders uh, Johnson and Van Pelt are excited because they have a big challenge coming up. What the fuck is that? The challenge is, and they they kind of cover this way back at the, at the end of the movie, but it's it's the affirmative will you questions, and that challenge is will you be baptized a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints? So that's oh that, yeah. So you could have 10 challenges by just yelling that out first? I thought missionaries just like went around challenging people to weird little contests. For like that. <laughs> no, that's what I There's thought. Like rock, paper, scissors. You have to be Mormon if I win. Go. Right, right. Yeah. Best two out of three. Winner hey, picks loser's religion. <laughs> it would be a more successful strategy than the one they're using. <laughs> and to be fair, that's a great way to get Heath to become a Mormon. Right? Yeah, right. Oh, man. <laughs> that's that's totally. true. Totally. If All only right. someone could beat people in contests you made up there on the spot. I am him. <laughs> I wouldn't lose at rock. Paper, scissors. That's you're <laughs> you're the new Joseph Smith for them. <laughs> uh, one other question: They're also talking a lot about their um, statistics. Like, mm -hmm. oh my god, as, yeah. if, as if they all have baseball cards. They actually have physical cards that they're filling out with baseball style stats. Is there like a Mormon missionary fantasy league? Is this real? <laughs> like, do you really all keep stats? On that they, they got this part. Right. And they dedicated a lot of time to it. Boy, didn't <laughs> yeah, they? That, that is that is the life of a missionary is writing stats. They literally like they, they're talking to their zone leaders or whatever on the phone. And literally it's like we played There's 41 minutes. I had 10 assists with five rebounds. I shot 15 <laughs> for 34 from the field. So no three pointers this week, but I think we're really going to improve next week. <laughs> that's not an exaggeration. That's like 90% of the movie is numbers being read into a phone yep. off of a piece of yeah, paper. Nothing quite as gripping as one-sided phone conversations <laughs> about statistics. <laughs> Guys, I see a business opportunity here. We call the right mission with the right gullible guy. We can start the first ever Mormon Missionary Fantasy League. We get the Mormons <laughs> playing like they mean it. We play it like we don't. I love it. Your guy gets injured on his bike. Come on! <laughs> All right. I just, I, I, I just want you guys to know that like these guys keeping track of track of their stats and spending as much time of the movie on this. You think you guys have gotten good windows into Mormonism? That's your window. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? Ignore everything else you've learned about Mormonism. You've got it right there. They are boring, awful people. All right. So now there's there's two other things that we have to set up in this particular scene that are very important running jokes throughout the movie. And I'm and I say very important. Like you need to know about this. This movie's humor is so bad they should have little emojis in the subtitles to cue you in on what they're going for. But number one. Van Pelt doesn't like it when Elder Rogers says flip. So Elder Rogers says that if he says flip again, as in like, you know, whatever, the Mormon substitution for fuck, then <laughs> Van Pelt gets to hit him. Right. That's thing number one. And thing number two is that Van Pelt gets very upset when you improperly pluralize books of Mormon and say book of Mormons. Oh, my well, God. That's, he, that's valid. Yeah, he is. No, no, no. Because this dude gets pedantic later in the movie 
in a way that he gets it fucking wrong. Yes. And yes. if you are going to be a dickhead peasant or peasant, well, you can be that too. <laughs> but if you're going to be a, a dickhead pedant, you better fucking come correct. That's all yes. I'm saying. We'll get to it later. <laughs> but Jesus Christ, I like I heard. I, I think I heard uh, Heat's brain explode from across the it continent. Did. Oh, it did. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like read a read a books. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you happen to go to the bathroom during that setup for the flip joke. This movie would be positively psychotic. Yes. <laughs> it wouldn't make sense at all. I, just I think love- it would be better, actually, now that I think about it. Just, just like punching each other in the face for no reason for the next two hours. Yeah, I- forget seeing Detective Pikachu if you don't know anything about Pokemon. Watch this movie and miss the first ten minutes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I love that. I, so, yes, Flip is sort of a Mormonization of fuck. It's the way that you say fuck. They have a whole canon of words that they mm-hmm. have substitute words you know yeah like when you like, eat oh, double the eggs father or whatever holy freaking heck yeah exactly yeah. uh so but flip is like totally fine i can confirm this because uh i accidentally worked on mormon tv last year and was <laughs> sent an official list by the mormon tv that i worked for of like not, not just don't swear weird, insane, childlike substitutions they had, it's a nightmare. And Flip is one of them. <laughs> oh, my God. Just a week of Eli being like, flip your face. Flip your face. <laughs> Go what a, but what I love is that elder girlfriends is like, hey, I hate it when you say flip. And the other guy's like, oh, well, that's totally valid. You can punch me now. Yeah. <laughs> why Why does he have to stop saying flip? Well, who's, who made you the boss? I feel like Johnson just likes to get punched. So oh, show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, or rather, he likes to re- retaliate, which we'll learn later on. <laughs> All right. So now we are 15 minutes into the fucking movie. That train from the opening credits just pulled up. The other three Mormons are biking quickly to the train station because they're running late, despite the fact that the last scene included not one, not two, but three instances of them saying, well, we sure better pick up the new guy this morning at the train station. Yeah, the guy from Memento would have absolutely no problem following along. This I, I can't give this movie many compliments, but Memento guy would be like, "Yep, I totally get it." <laughs> All right, so they get to their uh, to the train station. The Mormons already come and gone, right? They've lost their Mormon, and I don't know if this was meant to be funny. This was one of only two funny moments in the entire movie, but they find a a Book of Mormon in the garbage, and they're like, "No, he's been here." Like, they're going to track that, like, footprint. Oh, that was the best. <laughs> oh, was, I, I got to assume that's real. Like, missionaries, do, do you guys constantly have to just circle back and be like, yep, there's all, they're all in the garbage. There, there they all, we they're recycled all. them all back. I gave <laughs> 10 away, I got 10 back. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, yeah, it's funny because the guy who the, he gave the Book of Mormon to on the train walks off the train with the thing. And I was like, oh, they're showing a triumph. He hasn't thrown it away yet. That was my joke. And then, oh, no, they went no. circled back. He did throw it away. <laughs> he threw it was it in the away. trash. Amsterdam's the best. I, I was rooting so hard for secular Amsterdam yes, to win the movie. Totally. And like the missionaries just like give up and start an atheist podcast. Like <laughs> secular Amsterdam is clearly the protagonist by accident of this movie. And best. it wins. Spoiler alert, it wins. Oh boy, does it. I'd love that, that he gets off the train and there's no one there to pick him up. I just figured he'd probably have to find his own boat to Tonga at that yes. point. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to eat my own feet. Fuck. All right. So, but this is where they finally, they find him because I guess like they come over the PA and they're like, hey, somebody come, come, come get this fucking Mormon. He's lost. 
and they meet Elder Calhoun, and wouldn't you know it, he's a short person with glasses that plays chess. This will be such an odd couple. <laughs> exactly. Why is anybody surprised? Is that not like, is, is your Mormon missionary partner ever the Fonz on a motorcycle all of a sudden? <laughs> no, he's never. It's always some bumpkin from you know, rural Utah. What do you expect? <laughs> some guy pulls up. Hope you fellows don't mind. I have an armpit vagina. And what's with this? Uh, he, the uh, elder Rogers wanders off and buys these little waffles. Yeah, he buys some cookies he, for everybody. Isn't a waffle-based currency system more of a Belgian thing? I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Those things are the best, though. I actually stopped and got lemon ricotta pancakes at this point when I first saw the pancakes. They are really good. <laughs> Those waffly things, yeah. whatever they are. Yeah, Strop waffles. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. I just love that. Like the new guy, they meet him, and he's like, obviously, he's. So excited to see them and everything's amazing. And he's very clearly on the autism spectrum, which, my friends, is the pinnacle of Mormon humor right there. That's (laughs) your high water mark is that he is mentally uh, is atypical, neuro atypical. Yeah, right. No. And and again, you got to remind yourself over and over again, this movie was made in 2003, right? Because like if this movie was made in 1987, so much more of it would make sense. Yeah. Orson Welles would be like, guys, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. So now that we've finally put Elder Rogers and Elder Calhoun together, the Mormon buddy cop movie can begin. So we get the scene where they're like walking home together, getting to know each other. Yeah. And Elder, Elder Gump asks Elder Johnson, do you have a girlfriend? Are you with anybody? Do you, don't you have any sisters? Do you like girls? Which, firstly, that sister question in the context of those other questions yes! is kind of problematic. Thank you. That's a little strange. <laughs> but Elder Johnson stops and gives him such a look that I'm positive they cut away just before he said, I'm not a fag, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that got taken out in post. <laughs> I, I felt like that was just a pickup. I, I felt like they just understood oh. that they were about to go and fuck. If I was going mean, to, if I wanted to suck a penis, would yours be a good one to, how you doing on demons? Well, and it was crazy. It was like, so you don't have sisters? Are you gay? Like that was <laughs> yeah, which was a weird juxtaposition. I thought, <laughs> but this is where we learn that Elder Nerdy isn't from Mormon family. He, no. His parents are Catholic, and he became Mormon as a child. And we will never find out how that happened. No. Oh my god. No. Nope. I mean, I have an idea. Doing little kid stuff. Little kid stuff is my favorite stuff. Well, hello there, son. How do you like a change of religions? Oh, well, gee, I don't know, mister. We have another book like the Bible to read, except more boring. Wow. You do? Yep. And as soon as you're interested, we'll turn everything into a weird test that you could fail, which means you'll burn in hell forever. Awesome. But I tell you what. You change religions fast enough, we might just send you anywhere the fuck we want in two years to poop with the door open. Stop selling! You've hit gold! <laughs> it's got to be something like that. It, it, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Read the King James Bible, and I'm like, this is great, but uh, this could use a supplement with an upstate New York perspective from thousands of years later. A little Asia-centric, don't you think? Okay. 
So so they get back to the to the house, and at this point, I just just a little tiny note here. The music bed that was playing in that last scene ended, and then they just started it over like the cantina in Star Wars <laughs> for this next scene. I love it. Okay, so El, uh, Elder Dork, the uh, Elder Calhoun, is learning to speak Dutch, but he's doing it with a southern accent, so that's humor adjacent, right? <laughs> he's bad at the language they didn't teach him. That's hilarious. <laughs> And also, he shows him around the little shithole. Like, this would be an illegal place to rent to people, right? (laughs) (laughs) One one very weird commonality between Honduras and Holland, the shower situation. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) It is a little known fact that modern Netherlands is basically the same as communist era Siberia. Yes. (laughs) Fridge doesn't work. So, you know, if you want to keep something cold, stick your finger up your ass and wish real hard. Oh, this whole time I really wanted a bunch of Dutch people from like a welfare program to show up and help out the Mormon missionaries get them out of poverty. <laughs> yeah, right. Build them a well. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is like, guys, if you wanted to make a movie about missionaries in the third world, you can do that. That yeah. would be yeah. cheaper to film than this first world paradise <laughs> of modern conveniences and pretending it's hard to live there. Come on. Go to rural Utah, right? <laughs> anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> All right, so he's showing him around the the place. He's showing Calhoun around the place, and then Elders Van Pelt and Johnson get home. They're very excited about the mail because Elder Van Pelt has uh, sexy letters coming from ladies, from women. A hundred percent. Okay, Noah, I, I I don't like to give notes as we're doing the podcast. Excited about the mail. <laughs> I, I would I would go with no. More you're right. Of a, you're right. I didn't really sell it. Murdering oh each other for the mail seems like more. <laughs> the minute the the mail comes through the slot and they're all like blood sport. It is a nightmare. <laughs> totally. And uh, getting mail was definitely a thing. But Elder Van Pelt is acting like he did two huge rails of biker crank right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's insanity. It's genuine insanity. He's jacked up like the Mexicans in training day when they went to kill Ethan Hawke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just turns into a wildly aggressive wrestling match. And I'm assuming this turns into tickling and making out a lot. Right? Yeah. Like in real life, that's what happens. You guys, you didn't want to I'll never tell. Again? <laughs> but so most of it, of course, is for, for Van Pelt. But there's also one letter for Elder Johnson with a cassette tape from his girlfriend inside. Now, Eli, what that is, is you put it into a machine and it's got an audio recording on it. I have no idea how we would even begin to describe that to anyone under the age of 40. It's like 0.073% of an MP3, but physically you have to carry it around. You know music? You know celluloid? Okay. Hear me out. I want you to imagine one-tenth of an MP3, but it's made of glass. Stupid. Stupid. Imagine human hair tangled in exactly the right position. It's like a singing telegram, but it's just zeros and ones that they sing to. Oh, no, no. This is way before zeros and ones. Yeah, exactly. This is before bass fucking is, boost. Like this. this is, oh, yeah. Don't put it near a magnet. I forgot to tell you. This is an yeah, analog right. signal. We are talking analog signal. <laughs> so, yeah, but the key, though, is that after he painfully orgasms at the sight of the cassette tape, um, he needs to find a cassette player. But damn it, he can't find one anywhere. 
which seems to be the sort of the the, the big question of the entire movie at this plot. point. Like it becomes the, the plot. only plot that we've got. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would argue it's the only plot we ever get. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. <laughs> and the tape with the bad news that's on it, spoiler alert, could have just shown up later in the movie. Yes. It didn't have to be here right now. Yeah, we miss out on all those great comedy shenanigans where he's looking for a cassette player, but it is elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and this brought up a question for me. You're closer to Mormons geographically than I am. Is this not an issue anymore in 2019, or do they like take their cell phones away and they have to use oh, like? They've made tablet concessions and smartphone concessions. Okay. They're they're adapting to the new world. But I know that you were only allowed to call your mom once a year until February of 2018. <laughs> yes, I, I called my mom from a grass hut in the jungle on Mother's Day one year. That was the <laughs> only person I spoke to in English that year. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. So now it's time for the first of the 81 montages of this movie. <sighs> this would be okay. Now, first of all, I want to just point out that like they're framing Holland in all of these shots, right? Like this is the easiest job a cinematographer ever got. And he fails so consistently. Yeah. I could, I could have got these shots in way cross Georgia. Like I, I keep <laughs> expecting a Dutch person to be like, would you like to tilt your camera? Slightly <laughs> <Yeah>. up? <laughs> Show the, flowers. the beautiful parks we have literally everywhere. <laughs> no, I, think, I think mostly sidewalk is what I'm going for. If sidewalk okay. could take up 90 to 100 percent of the frame. <laughs> and it's just the elders riding their bikes through all of this stuff. And oh, there was this moment where they where Elder Rogers kind of stops and Elder Doofus goes past him and they're on some sort of bridge thing, and I thought for sure he was going to eat shit, and I was looking forward to it so much. <laughs> oh. But he survived it. Every time there was bike riding, I wanted the pant leg to get caught in the gears. I was yeah. doing it so hard. <laughs> never happened. All right. So, but eventually this montage ends, and they're in a park, and it's time for Elder Calhoun to try to make his first Mormon. Right. What are the chances the director's notes to Elder Calhoun in this park scene did not contain the R word? <laughs> Zero. Zero chances. <laughs> Can I ask another question about the system here and the the, the terminology? Yeah, say, you're not allowed to say it because, like, it hurts their feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> also, uh... Second question, they say, let's go, <laughs> let's go place some books. Do you just like put them places sometimes? <laughs> well, I have a story about that one time. Like Easter eggs? Do you just like balance them on shit that's going gonna, gonna <laughs> to fall on people in like doorways and like what? I totally juked my own stats a couple times by just leaving piles of books in alleys. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Doug. How, how many baptisms did you get during your two years? I well, I was in a. I was not in Holland. I was in a different kind of country. I baptized quite a few people, mostly fourteen-year-olds, none of whom I assume are still any in any way related to the Mormon Church. Yeah, they did it for the cookie. I get it. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. They I, did it for the bath. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm sorry. You're gonna dunk me in clean water in Honduras in the 80s? Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> that brings up a point that will be pertinent to later in this movie. Doug, when you baptized people in Honduras, did you use a baptismal font? Well, occasionally. Okay. But sometimes we did baptize in rivers and a couple times even in the ocean. Never in a crowded industrial waterway, but we'll leave that for later. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good to know. Spoiler so alert, just, someone will get hit with a steamship later. In this <laughs> I love, here's what I love. I love that uh, Elder Bad Elder is still being really, really bad at this, and he doesn't give a flying fuck about any of it. He keeps leaving the dude in his dust. He keeps trying to ditch out his companion, ditch on his companion. And there's this great moment where he's just sitting in the park. Elder Rogers has it fucking figured out. He is like, yeah. fuck this missionary shit. This place is gorgeous. I've got a camera. I'm not interested in any. Like, he's doing it right. Yeah. He has actually figured this shit out. And he keeps sending Elder Dupas away to like, okay, go talk to that guy. He's, it's, like a, it's like a parent who's really <laughs> trying to get rid of their kid. It's like Heath and I on a snipe hunt. He's like, oh, you almost got him, buddy. You almost got him. <laughs> oh, 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 you go. Oh, he's so close. <laughs> and Elder Doofus is like, wait, I don't speak enough Dutch. And he's like, you'll be fine. Get out there. Yeah. All right. So he sends him out to this, the first guy, the guy that's got the gum he's trying to throw away. But, but Elder Calhoun's in his way. It's humor adjacent again. <laughs> no, it's not. Nope. <laughs> but it doesn't go well for him. He does not turn this guy into a Mormon. First of all, he's speaking Dutch to him the whole time, but the guy's American. Ha. Classic misunderstanding. Yeah. Really funny. Really, really funny. Oh, yeah. No, you can get eight minutes out of that in a movie. Right. Well, what I love is he's like, oh, no, no, I'm I'm American. I speak English. And he's like, are you a missionary, too? I'll fight you to the death. Are you from the other team? And I was, look, I, I got to admit, this character comes back and eventually becomes Mormon. But I so wanted this guy to be like, all right, uh, I'm going to go fuck this girl I'm fucking yeah. uh, in Amsterdam. Uh, the best place to fuck people. Uh, have fun bothering people. And being celibate. Cool. I'm going to go smoke all of the weed. I'll be enjoying the observable universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I do love, though, that, like, to Heath's point, Secular Amsterdam wins. They make one Mormon while they're here, and he's American. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so now we head back to, uh, back home, where Elder Calhoun is going to learn Dutch tonight. <laughs> and they go for the humor moment where he verps as he's trying to speak Dutch because the language is so guttural. Oh my god, I I realized I was in real trouble in this scene because the movie has been so bad up to this point that when Elder, Elder Doofus chokes on his Dutch G, I actually laughed. I did too. Oh no! I was oh, like, no. Oh, fuck. I, which, by the way, is the perfect metaphor for Mormon missionary work because they just wear you down until your brain can't make sense anymore. I, I see why that might be you. funny if better done. I'll laugh. Yeah, no, I get it. So, yeah, so Rogers gives uh, Calhoun a Dutch-speaking pep talk, and he also says, hey, if anybody asks, let's pretend we did stuff, Mormon stuff. <laughs> and they're so bad at covering it up. They walk in, they're like, who's this? And he's like, we did not. Have a dick sucking contest. <laughs> Which I won. I won that one, but it didn't happen. <laughs> you did not break up with me for, quote, just laying there during sex. That didn't happen either. <laughs> and why is Elder Rogers sorting his photographs? He's sitting at the table, like, putting them in different piles. 
Because well, oh, well, he's because he's got to set up his backstory here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And Elder Calhoun's like, hey, let me look at your pictures. And in so doing, see directly into your soul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, th- this is just a storyboard for your character. Yeah, sorry. We were going to do photos. Figured this would be slightly less lazy than what we had planned. <laughs> and he looks at all the photos and he's like points to this one. And he says, this person you're here or you're with in this photograph is, is this gentleman important to your backstory? And he goes, no, I don't want to talk about that. Now, honestly, I wrote in my notes at that point, oh, I don't want to talk about that until the third act. But this movie's not that good. It's not good enough to let that tension percolate through a fucking act. We figure this out by the end of the scene. (laughs) Right, this is when Van Pelt and Johnson come back. Johnson still hasn't found a cassette player. And and also, not for nothing, but Elder Van Pelt is an asshole. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. This is the way where he gets onto him for ending a sentence in a fucking preposition. No, no, no. No, no, no. He gets mad because the guy says, where are you from? And he says, we don't dangle participles here. Oh, yeah, right. What the fuck are you talking about? And you're allowed to end sentences with prepositions. Both of the, everything's wrong about it. Everything is wrong. Oh, Yeah. What a fucking dick. I'm a meta pedant motherfucker. Get in line. <laughs> so so he and he's doing this. And I love because Calhoun turns to the other guys. Uh, uh, Rogers walks out of the room. and He's like, hey, y'all, he seemed a little taciturn about telling me his dark backstory. vis-a-vis <laughs> Elder Richardson. Would y'all like to fill me in? And they're like, yeah, it's been a minute now. The audience is almost certainly forgetting already that that was a plot point. So sure. Let me uh, let me tell you, if we don't fill you in, literally nothing will happen in this movie. <laughs> it's funny. The biggest thing that happens in this movie happens before this movie in another country. So <laughs> do you want to go get some bread with me? It will be one of the most things that happens in this movie. <laughs> If I wanted to watch scared teenagers go about their daily lives, I would have stayed hidden in the walls of that house. What (laughs) is this movie? (laughs) Yeah, so what we learn here is, A, Elder Richardson went home after his mission and fucked Roger's girlfriend and then married her. Um, And B... That this movie is so goddamn boring that, yes, we are going to follow them to the bread store and watch them buy bread. Yeah. I mean, that sets up such a rich joke later. We'll get to it. (laughs) The bread thing, they needed to do that for that great, great joke about a mistranslation. So we'll get to it. I mean, it's so good. We'll uh, we'll get to it. I'm excited. Elder Van Pelt shoots his cufflinks more than Joe Pesci and Goodfellas. He is constantly (laughs) like preening himself anywhere he is. You know how boring this movie is? When they went to buy the bread, the YouTube video broke and another YouTube video came up. I watched the whole ad just for a break. I was like, you know (laughs) what? I'm not going to skip this ad, YouTube. Finally, a chance to learn about Wix. I was going to say, I'm with you. And it was for me, it was a pure flicks ad. I watched that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I wish I was watching that one. All right. So meanwhile, back at the house, Johnson, who just got caught telling Calhoun Rogers's darkest secrets, is trying to, like, apologize for that. And then this gets into the whole, like, whatever happened to you? You such used to be such a Mormony Mormon conversation that the two of them have. 
You know yeah. the I gave up that life scene from every action movie? Have you ever wished it was about nothing? Congratulations! Best two years. Here you go. They, they, they need, they need a, a Mormon saying, oh, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> flip, flip. They actually, they actually do use a Mormon saying here, I think. Can you guys confirm this? At one point, he's like, yeah, I learned a long time ago that when you wrestle a pig, it's sexually arousing, but doesn't really accomplish anything. <laughs> what was it's it's that? amazing because it's the wrestling pig expression is uh, so and so is like wrestling a pig. You both get covered in shit, but he likes it. But because they're not allowed to say shit, it's just like when you wrestle a pig, the pig pigs into it. But you eh, pigs are surprisingly heavy. And their center <laughs> of gravity is lower to the ground. <laughs> and pig shit is a surprisingly good lubricant. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Your girlfriend's getting plowed by Richardson right now. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't need any pig shit. It's just sliding in there. What I love the most about the pig line, though, is that fucking Rogers doesn't get it because this movie's so stupid that it has to spell it out. Right, so he says, you know, wrestling with you or arguing with you is like wrestling with a pig. Everybody gets dirty, but only you enjoy it. And then Rogers turns to him and goes, what's that supposed to mean? What's that supposed to mean? It's not the riddle of the Sphinx. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it means you get a pig. See, when you because pigs are in mud. What the? Yeah. Okay, well, I got confused and I thought it was about being sexually aroused, but it's fine. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> I just like, I like that they have this. They finally get to this heart to heart where Johnson's just calling him on his shit. And he's like, do you even have a testimony? And he's like, no, I've got photography now. It's much better. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a real thing. What What does that mean? You have a testimony. Is oh, that, like, shit. That's is that some... like Mormon talk for like Stella's groove and like you got to get it back here? Like, oh, you know what? I know this That's one. a pretty good example. That's actually way better than anything I would have come up with. Uh... <laughs> I know this one. I want to see if I get it right. I want to see if I get it right. So... When the kids are doing the flip charts, they get to a space in the flip charts where the child, the 18-year-old child, is supposed to tell you how Joseph Smith influenced his life. And so the weird, overwritten script that they've delivered stops, and the kid tells you about a time he was riding his bike and almost got hit by a car. That's it, right? Is that the testimony? That's Did a I get it? That's it. I mean, that's part of it. <laughs> I nailed the- it! <laughs> you nailed part of it. <laughs> but there's more. The deep cut is that every uh, the first Sunday of every month, they have what they call testimony meeting. And instead of boring, like, lay people from just from their uh, parish getting up and giving talks, rather than that, that they've prepared, all the boring lay people from their parish get up and just cry into the microphone about how much they love Jesus and how much they love Joseph Smith. And it always and it always has the same format, which is, I'd like to bear my testimony that I know the church is true and that I know Joseph Smith was a true prophet and I love our current prophet and that revelation is real and that I'm not supposed to masturbate and I know that coke is of the devil. And <laughs> like they just literally just <laughs> spew this sort of rote thing about what they know uh, to be true. It's the saddest open mic night in the world. <laughs> it, it really is. Ooh. And at some point, I want one of you to go to Mormon church and get no. up and just start talking because <laughs> they will let you until they realize what's happening. 
No, you know. No, we are going to filibuster a Mormon service. Look, if you guys pay my bail, I will do that next time we do the Utah show. We don't have to. No, no, no. Oh, you've missed a very important point about Mormons. They're passive aggressive. You won't yeah. get in trouble. They no, will just right. tur- cut the mic and and like ask you to leave. Well, and he's too tall for the trap door, so. <laughs> <laughs> still Forehead. standing. I'm still just standing. grabbing it like a cat. You're trying to get into the carrier. I'm just holding it. <laughs> I'm still doing my testimony. I can keep weeping. I'm still weeping. Uh, right. Put more Heath treats in. Put more Heath treats in. <laughs> Doesn't matter. No cheating. I just like I, speak, getting back to the scene. I just want to mention that, like, speaking of passive aggression, what's really funny is that Rogers has apparently been fucking up for like well over a year now. And this seems to be the first time that Johnson has said anything to him. Yeah. Which is so funny. It's like, I, I don't understand why Elder Rogers is such a fuck up. I've been passive aggressive at him for more than a year. <laughs> I just I just hope someday he pushes me so far that I actually have to express anything using words ever. <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm dying to know how that bread trip went, right? Because the bread trip went. How who can barely even speak Did they get the bread? Did they not? I don't know. I was a third of the way through my letter to the makers of this movie. <laughs> was there a language barrier with the there, Dutch bread salesman in Amsterdam? So I don't know. Was he asked for a circumcised loaf of bread, guys? Yeah, Circums- instead of sliced. What, va- what is the value of Elder Van Pelt as a human being at this point? <laughs> no. <laughs> Reject N-A. <laughs> Seconded. All right. So, yeah. So Calhoun failed to learn Dutch that day. Hilarious. And guess what? Calhoun has a cassette tape player. Johnson orgasms painfully again. Oh, he yeah. does a full spit take when he finds he, he out. He actually a does a he literal, does a literal spit take. Yes, it's so dumb. He's like, "Did you say spit take tape player?" <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me take. I'm going to take a shit while you watch. Just wait for it. <laughs> exactly. Give me a second, <laughs> guys. This physical comedy has all the subtlety of Jim Carrey in a Three Stooges movie. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got the tape player, but nobody, including the guys who have lived there for for years, has a power adapter. There's not a single power adapter in that house. Right. I have one on my desk right now. (laughs) But yeah, but then he's like, oh, but it takes batteries. But wouldn't you know it? The batteries are dead and the battery store's already closed. Except that he's so he's going to go to the store. He's going to go to the store and he grabs the shoes that are on the and he puts, grabs the tape out of the tape player. Oh, no, he broke the tape. It's so humorous, Jason. <laughs> it's it's literally it literally he steps steps on the only plot we've had so far. I was like, oh. <laughs> With his giant wooden decorative shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Boy, they were trying. I wanted them to keep going with the like tape shenanigans that this movie just becomes some overly long like heads in a duffel bag thing where it's like we stopped making batteries here in Amsterdam. Now we only use trussel power. And if this, I'll tell you, this movie could have saved itself if he just shot himself in the face at some point. <laughs> 
And then they just kept going without ever acknowledging it. We see his parents mourning in the background, yes. them trying to wash his blood off the walls, but it's still just to montage music. <laughs> and then somebody else is like, Flip, he killed himself. He gets shot in the face. <laughs> Come Flip, on. was he thinking? And then it's like a Reservoir Dogs ending. They all just say Flip and shoot each other at the same time. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to take the unusual step here of just reading the scene cue as Eli wrote it. Normally, it'll just be a line of dialogue or a description of where the scene takes place. But uh, in this, for this scene, Eli has written, not the beginning of a gay porn, just everyone bent uh, over their beds and boss. slow panning over their butts. This is the beginning of some gay porn also. Perhaps yeah, not right. in this moment, but... I feel like it's the, the end. I feel like we missed the good stuff. They're not so much kneeling as presenting their hindquarters to an alpha. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. The asses are all the way turned out for praying. Is that... Is there like a standard posture in the fucking manual? Do you guys have... Do you have to pop it up? I, that's something new to me, I guess. I don't know. I just knelt there like a dumbass. I don't know. I had to go all the way down like I was bowing to Mecca. Well, <laughs> later, Elder Rogers totally does that. It, he yeah. like literally I does I was going to ask about that, too. Do, does one guy have to have their face on the ground? <laughs> or like, it's like the game where one guy's got to be sitting, one guy's got to be leaning, one guy's got to be standing the whole time. It's like that. It's, it's like when you jump your car, you got to have one on the engine block. I feel like <laughs> At this point in the movie, I, I had what I think is a pretty major revelation, which is if you're a gay guy with a bathroom fetish, your Mormon mission are your best two years, right? <laughs> and nobody can poop with the door closed. Everyone's kneeling over. They're stuck with you. Sorry. <laughs> I think we talked about this in a past Mormon movie, but can you remind me why? You have to lock eyes with everybody while you're shitting with the door open as a policy. So one of the only inaccuracies in this movie is that Elder uh, Roger keeps bouncing out on people. That is a cardinal sin to the degree mm -hmm. that you can't shit without being in, in view of your companion. Because why well, masturbation you'll, could happen. You'll masturbate. Yeah, you would masturbate 100% and that's not allowed. And, and let me I'll tell still you, masturbate if I'm staring at you <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how that stops Speeds anything. Speeds it up. <laughs> That'll speed it up. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Now I get to masturbate and establish dominance? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know, like, I want to see the load of semen that comes out of a dick that where the guy actually didn't masturbate for the entire two years of his yeah, right. mission. Well, apparently it's enough to clog a toilet <laughs> later in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now it's they, they have the fallen asleep scene where Teehee Calhoun goes to sleep in his starched white shirt and his uh in his blazer. Right. We get that little like anybody still awake? <laughs> you guys you guys wanna play a game? You guys heard of docking? Do you know what that <laughs> is? You guys wanna play fuck Mary Kill or like sorry, flip, flip Mary <laughs> also Mary? Yeah, Mary, right. Mary, Mary. <laughs> flip Mary. Mary also Mary, the three girls on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, but then the next day, uh, they're all getting up. It, I think it's about time for a great little montage of everybody oh, mormoning. And, the, and this is the failure montage, and the music yep. is just, can we do another song with lyrics, but let's, this time let's try a sad polka. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know what? That's nowhere near enough tuba. I'm going to need three times to, exactly. to five times the tuba. I've got a that. fever and the only prescription. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. I'm all for More experimental music, tuba. but if you're going to pair an accordion with a tuba, 
why not toss a theremin in there and have Gilbert Godfrey scream the lyric? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wrote in my notes, music note, we are terrified that you might not know exactly what all these characters are thinking at all times. Yes! (laughs) And... It's the saddest montage ever. It's so, it's so dark. It's it's literally a montage of tying, well, no, not even tying ties, clipping on ties. Yep. And Ugh. Dutch people just like doing eye pokes as they walk past and just being like, <laughs> no. And consider not. what they're failing at here is giving away a free book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but people in the Netherlands are educated, so they know right, not yeah, to take exactly. something that somebody's just trying to hand them. Well, and the other, the, the, all of the people in this country know who Mormons are, except the only other American in the country. <laughs> yeah, right? What the hell? <laughs> and there's this weird point, point in the montage where there's a lot of, like, you know, elder depression is walking down and everything's happening fast behind him. And so they've done this sort of fast motion thing. Yeah. But like there's one time when he, Elder Depression, Elder Rogers is turning way too slowly to Elder Doofus. <laughs> and it's like they clearly like while well, everyone around them is in fast motion, which means that they told him to like turn super slowly while they shot <laughs> in slow speed. And it, was, it ended up being too slow, but they just didn't have the budget to, to redo it. To do it again. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They think montages are like Inception, but they have to like act it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Was it just me or was this montage followed immediately by another montage? Oh, it yeah. was. Oh, yeah. They, they were like, did it do? <clears throat> Shit, more footage. (laughs) (laughs) And like any good montage, 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 you shouldn't be able to tell if it takes place over several weeks or a single day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. I also like that this is where we establish uh, Elder Doofus as Elder Rogers' support puppy, which I think is cute. And, and, you know, it does give one hope that he's going to come out of that funk yet. (laughs) Yes, it does. All right, so that montage ends the second one and we get the regular speed version of the thing they were doing in the montage god damn it (laughs) (laughs) so this is the scene where um and this it's so hard to like figure out where the scenes break and this so i apologize if you guys are catching up with me in the notes but this is the scene where like van pelt makes breakfast for him and johnson but rogers makes an even better breakfast for him and calhoun yeah it's it's weird. He only makes breakfast enough for two people in a four-person apartment. What a dick. You have to, like, that's hard to do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> people need what? to be independent and make their own food. I'm going to eat what I make. <laughs> Don't want to spoil you. By the way, the last montage has Rogers coming out of his funk, uh, which means that now, yes, he does the uh, the pray all the way to the floor thing, which, by the way, sleeper cell, sleeper cell, check his books for <laughs> explosives. But also, like, he, suddenly one montage, and this guy turns into Julia Child. He's got his yeah. apron on. He's making yep. stuff. He has been a hardcore asshole to everybody this whole movie. And now suddenly he's like, I have turned over all of the leaves. I am now perfect. Well, right, because at some point he was sitting there going like, wait a minute, I'm moving at regular speed and everybody else is moving in fast motion. That normally signals some type of depression. All right. But now, okay, we get another great comedy setup, guys. Calhoun comes to breakfast, but he's had an epiphany. He realized that the reason they're not making new Mormons is because they need to fast. They can't eat Ugh. until they make more Mormons. 
Because you know the only people better at changing other people's religion than teenagers are hungry teenagers. <laughs> people. Yeah. Low blood sugar. Oh my god. And that is some serious ingratitude. Like yeah. this guy makes you he goes out of his way and makes a gorgeous breakfast for you. And you're like, nah, fuck it. We shouldn't eat. Jesus told me. Like, fuck yeah. you. You didn't even say thank you. <laughs> So we have the worst fucking job already. We're passing out these books. People throw them right in the garbage. We can see it happen. And I'm going to be hangry all day while I try to fucking do that. No. You can yeah. tell this scene really got to eat. Well, it was one of those moments where it's like, oh, eat. oh, his his efforts went unappreciated. Back into the depression for you, Elder. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, an Elder Calhoun f- catches Elder Rogers buying some food a little later. Yeah. And boy, does the power dynamic of this duo flip quickly. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Elder Cal- Calhoun frisks Elder Rogers like he was a black teenager all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, he goes, yeah. He goes to DEFCON 1 on that one. Yes. <laughs> Which, I mean, look, I get it. You're mad that the guy went and bought Stroopwafels. But to be fair, if your companion was Heath, he would have murdered you by now, Elder <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I killed an eight you. There you go. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. Here, but, have but, a book. I just killed a guy. <laughs> But yeah, he pats him all the way down and he finds like the waffle and an apple in his pockets and like a syringe of coffee in the heel of his boot. And gets really mad at him. Yeah, so but Rogers doesn't get to eat till they make him warm. And so uh, Rogers starts helping him and he hooks him up with this chick that seems pretty interested in Mormonism. She likes Jesus and everything. Uh, so eventually she agrees to uh, to actually take the Book of Mormon and go to the church. But Guess what? That was the Mormon bishop's daughter the whole time. That was just ah. see Rogers was fucking with him so he'd get to eat now. What a what a weird comedy beat for her to participate in though, right? <laughs> Where he's just like, ha, I ick bone, bone give you un boken. And she's just like, Yeah, absolutely. A religion. Uh-huh. I'm just fucking kidding. I was just fucking with you. <laughs> I'm supposed to be on your side, but I'm not. <laughs> So yeah, so they but they've been striking out all day. Calhoun wants to try one more place before he'll let anybody eat food. And so to his credit, Rogers is like, how about a place with food? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they go to proselytize in a grocery store. And and literally, <laughs> I love that that Elder Rogers is like, look, they're stuck there. They fucking have to listen to you. You can't they you can block the door. They can't get out. <laughs> and he's like, oh, good idea. Right. I yeah, don't know why good we hadn't call. thought of that. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, Calhoun finds that same American guy from before that with the trash and the gum. Thing. And he, he he thinks his name is Elmer. <laughs> and to be fair, if I were to try and guess Elder Fudd's first name, I probably would have gone with Elmer. <laughs> oh, and what's amazing, so he meets him again and he's like, okay, time to give him the fast pitch for Mormonism. Oh hey, Mormons, God. if you're listening, I know you are. If you're listening, don't ever give anyone the fast pitch of this crazy religion. There was a guy in upstate New York, Golden Plates, started his own state, raped a bunch of kids, got shot trying to escape jail. What? <laughs> Would you like to switch religions? Take this book in your hand. Touch the book. Touch it. <laughs> There's a great white God. He actually says yeah. the exact words. Actually, <laughs> what he says is he that does. that's why the Indians say there's a great white god the india this movie was made in 2000 oh my god (laughs) 
and the American guy is the greatest here because he's just like passively aggressively like pushing the guy away and like he's picking up anti-Mormon grocery items for spite. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all so caffeine good. and liquor. Yeah. Right. Takes a gay couple off the shelf. No, no. <laughs> just, come on. <laughs> well, an Ooh. elder soda. An elder doofus <laughs> literally does sneak the guy's wine out of his basket and puts it back on the shelf, which is uh-huh. such a good trick. Yeah. You pull the wine out of my basket, you're pulling back a bloody stump motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but he did cre- he did achieve an amazing accomplishment, was that, which was that he pestered a guy into taking a book. So Yep. <laughs> go guy. go team. The guy finally <laughs> agreed not to throw it away where he could see him. Yeah. And he's like, give me your number and I'll call you. <laughs> yes. I, I'm on MySpace, actually. It's uh, my name's Tom on MySpace. You can look me up right there. All right. So they, they head home. Calhoun is patiently waiting for that hot guy he met at the grocery store to call him. Oh, oh. this is where I learned that placing the Book of Mormon is the Tinder hookup of, of Mormon 18 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to call. What is up with a ye old timey phone they've got in their apartment? Is their I, number Klondike 423? <laughs> I had so much trouble placing the time frame of this film, right? Because they've got cassette tapes here. Like, so I think it takes place in the 80s. I'm also pretty sure it's a 27 year long movie. So who knows by the end of it. And and then he calls and and he calls, and I can't be clearer about this. He calls because the people writing this movie were like, guys, it's it's been like an hour. <laughs> not only has nothing happened, but this has just been a vividly honest portrayal of us boring and discouraging children. We need to sell our religion to ourselves a little. <laughs> Well, no, but but before he calls, though, they all have to gather together in communal prayer. Yeah. Oh, my God. pray for him. And Elder Johnson is such a cock about it, too. He's like, hey, we need to do a prayer right now. And Elder Van Pelt's shaving. And he's like, fuck your shaving. Get in here and pray. (laughs) Get you. No, you leave the shaving cream on your face. We're we're doing this right fucking now. What? And then and then uh, you guys have to understand uh, the. There are certain things. This is, wasn't triggering for me, but like the prayer itself was so perfectly Mormon. It started with, and this is a phrase we hear all the time in Mormonism, and I can't imagine a more, a more vapid thing to say to a deity. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank thee for this day. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Time dimension is crushing it, God. You are so good at that. We we are not cool on the nights. We're still trying to get used (laughs) to that shit. (laughs) But the time when the sun's up, we are on it. That is so awesome. Big fan of this. (laughs) Existing today. If the Wednesday didn't show up, I wouldn't know what when the fuck Friday was. Um, but yeah, but they pray, the guy calls, and then they all look to the ceiling, and it literally plays hallelujah. Wasn't this supposed um, to be kind of a serious moment for this uh, gag comedy hallelujah thing? But, to but that's the thing, though. Like, honestly, are we sure that they know that that's gag comedy when everybody looks up and says hallelujah? Because like, if it's a religion conversion that you're talking about, it doesn't make sense, ironically, right? 
Right. Oh, this whole movie is just being like, that is the joke you see. You know? <laughs> if, if someone had knocked on my door as I was watching this movie and it had been the writers of this movie and it had been like, hey, I just wanted to make sure you didn't miss it. They think hallelujah because it's kind of like a miracle that they had someone call them back when they wanted them to call them back. Do you have any caffeine-free Coke in your fridge <laughs> kind of in between homes right now. Can I shit in your bathroom? Because mine does not work. I just wonder if maybe they're on a higher plane of humor where both the setup and the punchline are the same thing. Ooh. <laughs> the Heath Enright school of humor. <laughs> a no you mean gravity? You mean genius <laughs> gravity? Thank you. All right, so I, well, I guess while we ponder the nature of deep humor, we're going to take a quick break, but I'm going to give Act 3 the hard sell first. Will the gang trick any Dutch people into Mormonism? Will Van Pelt and Johnson cut the tension and fuck already? Just how bad were the other years? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the reluctant conclusion of <laughs> The Best Two Years. Welcome, Elder Doug. Boy, I'm sure excited. We know you are. Not nervous, are you? Well, maybe a little. As long as I've got my best girl at home, though, I'll always. Sorry, are you Elder Doug? Uh, I am. I accidentally opened your mail. Uh, oh, here. It's a letter. She's leaving me. For my dad? Hello, uh, special delivery. Are you Elder Doug? I, I am, but now's not a good... Hey, here you go, kid. It's a wedding invitation. She's marrying my dad. Ooh, that's rough. It's probably best you don't open that carrier pigeon. I mean, how much worse could it? Photo of her getting railed by your dad? Yeah. Thought so. Rough. Can I get it? <laughs> <laughs> when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left off, Calhoun had finally suckered somebody into listening to his pitch, and we're going to pick up the action with them game planning how to switch his religion. Now, I want to point out, we had an interstitial. <laughs> this movie didn't, but they still felt the need to open this scene with them going like, hey, we're about to try to switch this guy's religion. We should game plan for that. <laughs> Don't let our podcast break confuse you into thinking that this movie doesn't sum itself up every 44 seconds. All right, that memento would be... guy, memento guy. What's going yeah. on now? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> well, and they, this movie. they do it by having them go into this. They... <laughs> <laughs> they do it by having them go into this, uh, like, teenage girl, like, oh, my God. I can't believe yes. he called. Oh, he's so hot. Oh, my God. Yes. I wanted so badly for this guy to show up in a ball gag with, like, hanky coat on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've actually been talking about the Book of Mormon for two weeks. Oh, <laughs> oh I thought that was Toad. My turn. I... <laughs> oh, and so since we've already had the uh, fucking setup list punchlines, let's have some punchline list setups, too. How about the bathroom smells like poop? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, they, they say we, we've cleaned the apartment for you. I don't think you can claim that you've cleaned an apartment if the toilet is still stopped up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, we cleaned up, you know, uh, except for the spoiled abortion in the toilet. Bye. <laughs> cleaned the uh, nine-tenths of the apartment. So technically, <laughs> legally speaking, I cleaned the apartment. More than my fair share, right. really. Yeah. 
Oh my God. And Elder Calhoun sits down and looks up and go with those puppy eyes and goes, my first discussion. He has announced my first blank for everything he has experienced yep. so far in the movie. <laughs> my first book of Mormon, my first discussion, my first boner that wasn't for my sister. Like <laughs> somebody needs to tell these writers that no matter how excited you are, nobody ever announces <gasps> my first Anything that just doesn't happen in life. <laughs> Nobody does that. All right. Well, I lost my virginity wrong. Uh, yeah. Apparently. All right. Yeah, but I took Noah's virginity wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I took out an ad in the New York Times for that. It was a big deal. <laughs> All right. So the American guy shows up. He's an optometrist, guys. No, no, no reason. And he, it, at first, I thought this was going to be great because at first he's just there because he's like, yeah, you gave me a Dutch book, even though I told you I didn't speak Dutch. So this is useless. And I thought he was just going to leave after that, which would have been great. <laughs> yeah. just didn't want to throw this away. I, I'm not quite sure how many of these you. Oh, you have a lot. Okay, <laughs> oh, right, I'll well, just, I just <laughs> throw it away then. I guess. I'll throw this in the garbage then. Where oh, it belongs. He, but he was going to leave. But listen. Elder Rogers is back, baby. Time for the hard sell. ABC, always be converting. Post him is for closers. <laughs> Decaf is for closers. <laughs> uh, I, lo I loved El Elder Rogers here, too, because he's like, listen, just fucking relax. You don't bear your testimony until the moment's right. It's, uh, it's just like taking your dick out. I will <laughs> signal you. For both of those things. <laughs> That's okay. Elder CK can show me what to do. Nope. Don't go by him. Don't. Don't do that. <laughs> All right. So now the way this is going to break down, I do believe, is that Elder Rogers is going to tell him the, the, the pitch. And then I guess Elder Calhoun is going to follow along in the Joseph Smith pop-up book that he has. And listeners, is this real. is very important. This is why you are never nice to those missionary kids. I made this mistake. I was like, oh, look at the hot little teenagers. Not physically. It was summer. I, I was like, let me buy you a Starbucks. And then I immediately regretted it as they walked me through this goddamn religion timeshare presentation. Yes. Oh, it's just because like, they even like hand him the Bible and said, could you read this passage? He's like, no. Oh, yes. No, you already know what it says. And I don't give a fuck. You read it. Oh, <laughs> also, D Uncle Doug, very important. Do they teach you to pause if the person doesn't comply? Because when my teenagers did this, I was like, ah, oh, no, it's okay, guys. It's just you drink your Frappuccinos. They just held perfectly still until <laughs> yes. I started reading out of yes. the Bible. It's, it is it is like a high-pressure sales technique. It is. And everything that Elder Rogers says going forward here with this intense sincerity is scripted. Yes. I can say exactly <laughs> what he said from my memory in Spanish. I am not <laughs> kidding. Yeah. It's every what? word of that was scripted. It's what? like, yeah. Is that, is that what they're talking about when they say flip charts, by the way? Is that like yes. the flow chart? Yeah, exactly. Because like when, when he said flip charts, I was like, all right, punch him in the face. He said, <laughs> right. right. No, I thought it was going to be a fuck chart. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I, I thought it would be a fuck chart. Are there Mormon fuck charts also? Okay, I'm no. sorry, wait. It, That's it, definite, when you only have one position, you don't need a chart. <laughs> you need a chart for, chart for your wives. Missionary position, just sitting on a toilet with the fucking bathroom door open. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
No, I'm sorry. I was Mormon missionary position. Okay, so I also have a question regarding the uh, wait, wait, the script here. Does it actually say asterisk tear up asterisk at some point? Oh, God. <laughs> yes. You become so adroit at turning on the waterworks. <laughs> you can switch it on and off like a light switch. I'm not oh, kidding. Oh, see, I, well, I, I hate to counter the expert here, but my kid was so much worse at this. He'd been told to slow down. Um, but was entirely without emotion because he'd been walking around in the sun all day. So when <laughs> he got to this part, he just slowed down as though he thought this was the same as crying. So <laughs> he, he just like ran down like he was Three, running out of batteries. Yeah. Five, six, exactly. You're counting out loud. What are you counting <laughs> You, you want to finish your caramel frappuccino, buddy? <laughs> Eight. <laughs> nine. So black people. <laughs> I just like that what we learned from Eli is that he finds people who are like having heat stroke and he buys them hot drinks. I yeah, think Frappuccino. Frappuccino. Oh, okay. okay, fine. <laughs> Fucking savage. Can I just say, can I just say, by the way, that crying is like, like if you go to a Mormon church on the fast and testimony meeting that I was talking about earlier when got people go up and they bear their testimony and it's like socially not only acceptable, but like sort of required to cry. Yeah. Men who have not shown any emotion to their children their entire <laughs> lives, men who have not hugged or even like broken a smile in front of their family, break down in tears in front of everybody in their church to talk about how much they love Joseph Smith. Glenn Beck. Oh, well, I get, fuck, yeah. So so good fathers. You're talking about good yeah. fathers. I yeah. It's the World Series, but for Mormons. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So Keith what's understand. funny is that, yes, Elder uh, Elder Rogers, which for whom, by the way, sincerity is not a good look, uh, he turns on the waterworks, and then the other fucking guy, the guy they're teaching, starts crying. And yeah. I was like, oh, dude. This guy is right for Mormonism. Right, yeah. He has found his religion. He's following the You mean white? That actor knows, like, it's said in the script, cry, but he has no fucking idea why a full-grown <laughs> adult would start crying at, he went in the woods and asked Jesus pretty please. So he's crying, <laughs> but he's just bewildered. He's bewildered crying, right? Yeah, yeah it is. No one, no one could possibly cry at what was what we were just presented at, but boy, does he ever! It could have been tears of fear because he was being held against his will. <laughs> yeah, there could have been that. Yeah, <laughs> as motivated as anything else he does for the rest of the movie. I mean, he does kind of look like the guy in uh, Get Out at when, like, he's got that same right. Yeah. Look and, so maybe he's just like in a spoon. Guys, I'm baptizing wow. myself with my fucking tear ducts if this will make it Holy. go quicker. Holy shit, Mormonism is just like reverse get out. It's like yeah. white people trying to escape that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So meanwhile, downstairs, Johnson has got batteries for that fucking cassette player, but he has to wait until they're done Mormoning the optometrist before he can come up, and it's taken too flipping long. <laughs> also, can I just point out, he stepped on that tape with a wooden clog. It's broken they fixed that how? Yeah. yeah. Where? <laughs> At a Where? tape fixing store. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, it's, a, it's a technology that only the Dutch have. The Dutch are famous <laughs> for it, yeah. yeah. Sorry, for the people who aren't 40, hear me out. 
you took a pencil. You know what? I can't do it. I can't do it. There was a pencil involved. Ask if your it, grandpa. If you it was did. just the tape coming out of the thing, that's one thing. But the cassette right. was, the plastic was broken. The yeah, exactly. Powder. And well, no, you, you melt it down and then it comes together like the liquid metal guy. They yeah. have technology. Well, there you go. Terminator 2. All right. So this is also the part <laughs> of the you. show where the, the uh, where the flip thing is coming to a head. Like, I'm just like, that's Whoa. finally going to resolve in the bloodbath that we've been waiting for. The physical violence in this scene is upsetting. Yes. It's supposed to be comedic, but it verges on serious physical harm. Yeah. Yeah, like when he grabs his face, when <laughs> they're, they're outside, and he just like <laughs> smashes his hand so aggressively into Johnson's face. And I just, I really wanted a big fight to break out because that's what would have to happen. And then like Amsterdam cops show up and just like <laughs> swaddle him in blankets or whatever they do in Amsterdam. <laughs> I thought this was America. I thought this was America. <laughs> this is not America. <laughs> so we cut back upstairs, and I love to. So they like they're about to get into a fight for the, over the flip thing. But we cut back upstairs, and the the optometrist is giving all of those unrequited anyways that you give. You know, he just keeps like mm. inching closer to the door. Okay, so you got a book. All right, great. Okay. So. You guys want to help me move this couch another foot towards the door? <laughs> there is a moment where Elder Calhoun, where he's inching his way to the door, and Elder Calhoun, who has not been allowed to speak uh, on pain of death by Elder Rogers, finally gets right up in this dude's grill. And it's just like, hey, have you ever pondered why you're here and where you came from and where you're going? And it feels Super menacing. Yeah, I'm not personal. sure what they were going for, but it feels like he's about well, to. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anybody like getting right up in my face and saying, have you ever thought about when you're going to die? Yeah, that comes off as a threat. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go in our bathroom. Have you ever considered your mortality? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, personal space was not in the budget of this film. Yeah. But damn it, what? You know, just as they're about to talk about it, coming back to get even more Mormonized tomorrow. Johnson says flip again and Van Pelt punches him and now they're chasing each other and there's just wacky shenanigans everywhere. These characters have been relatively calm and normal through the entire movie, but in order for literally anything to happen for this scene to end, they like don clown makeup and giant red wigs and start hitting each other with tiny cars. It's a fucking nightmare. Just as a setup to another joke scene that won't matter. Right. Yeah. Just as the setup is OK, now the apartment has to be dirty so that when the mission president comes over, it'll be very embarrassing. But the apartment's not just dirty. The table is knocked over. The couch is upended. The shelves are knocked down. Like, we didn't even get to see that happen. That was the whole point yeah. of the movie. <laughs> I, there, was, there was one moment where the, uh, the elders who have been teaching this guy the, the lessons have taken him down to the street level. And we hear the other two elders the, the, who, are, yeah. who are, like, in the fight screaming upstairs and I would I was so hoping that someone was going to go out the window and land at their feet That's, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was anyway. there they were they were setting it up but instead they just go back up to the room and he's got the guy hogtied and yelling squeal like a pig you got a dirty mouth <laughs> it's also that they needed a second take that was not comedy screaming Right? No. There's no. lots of ways to do comedies, but instead, like, the only way for this to be a more off putting and horrifying is if he was actually screaming the words, he's raping me. <laughs> like, that is the only way that this could be less comedic. <laughs> that would have been way more comedic, okay? So, yeah, 
but but then the mission president shows up and they're all very embarrassing and then they they get there they get they get uh, chewed out for um the apartment being a mess the president goes down the line and gives them spiritual prescriptions or something we don't really know who this guy is. He has not been developed. It nope. just so happens you guys know enough to know who he is. Yeah. But no one ever says, oh, it's the mission president from the beginning of the movie that, uh, fuck it. They literally <laughs> set it up like, they set it up like he's a mob boss. Totally. He yes. shows up and he's like, oh, you guys better shape the fuck up. Wouldn't want nothing to happen to you. <laughs> Yeah, his intro is stepping out of that like ominous car yeah. with just like a boot stepping into a little puddle, and then he like <laughs> drops a cigarette into some gasoline, and the car explodes <laughs> as he walks away. Oh, I wanted him so badly to just do all the lines of the wolf from Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah, pretty please. Well, with sugar on top, change more people's religions. <laughs> and, and, like, at the same time, like even his mannerisms once he gets in there, right? Like because he's he's getting on to Elder Rogers for not writing his mom more letters. He says, "I promised her she'd get a letter every week," and he leans in real close and goes, "You wouldn't want to make a flipping liar out of me, would you?" <laughs> it's so menacing. <laughs> so. And then what is that now you see me bullshit with the broken photo on the ground? Oh, so, <laughs> so the mission president goes to pick it up and, he, and the elder uh, Van Derp takes it from him. The president takes it back. So you, you, you put a picture of you with the mission president underneath the picture of that single mom on the other side of that picture of that old geriatric Wait, middle manager. What? In yeah. case of what? And what's the well, point? That means one of these guys keeps an 8 by 11 photo of himself with the boss on his yes. person at all times in case he has to do this. <laughs> right. He's just like, he's Kinko's, okay, so you know how you're not allowed to have a photo of a fully clothed woman? Okay, you're following along. Great. I need a backup underneath picture to my secrecy photo. Oh, you do this a lot. You have a package? Three. Oh, this is great. This is... This did, is we awesome. even, did we even set up the fact that Elder Van Girlfriends has three pictures of girlfriends on the wall, which he then flips around and it's the Mormon prophet and stuff on the other side? We, we have not. No, I mean, uh, it's, it's worthless. It's stupid. But like, that's a gag they've been trying to squeeze any kind of joy out of the entire film. Well, and it's especially funny when you don't know who those three old guys are and you've already picked up on the fact that this character is gay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I... I am not into the ladies, but geriatric gentlemen. Yeah, but I like are older fellas. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the president leaves. They all have their I am Spartacus. It's my fault that the table's broken moment or whatever. So the president leaves. Johnson becomes a big mopey bitch. He wants to listen to his tape, damn it. But wouldn't you know it, just as he starts listening to the tape, they get a phone call from the mission president, who, again, this is the 80s, so got out of his car and. Went to a payphone to call upstairs to tell him to come down. Who the fuck knows? Be like, it kind of undoes the whole power dynamic if I run in and I have to be like, ooh, sorry, one last thing. I get it. Dramatically, it's better for him to call. It did feel a little menacing. Like, oh, by the way, the mission president wants you go to go down to his car, which, by the way, anyone in a position of power in religion, as any of us who have studied this thing knows, that dude's getting a BJ. Oh, yeah. Like that's that <laughs> is what is happening. One, yeah. You are being called down. It is your turn. You have to actually yeah. now you have to service this guy. And it's never explained why he has to go down to the car. No, it isn't. Nope. Yes. He just comes up upset. Yeah, exactly. No, it, it's explained. Well, well, no, he has to go down to the car because 
That way they can start listening to the tape that his girlfriend mm. sent midway through. Obviously, that's what that was. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're finally, we're at the scene, so I want to talk about it. Doug, Dan, is Utah just musical chairs with vaginas that if you're not, that you, <laughs> do Mormon women not have object permanence? Why is nine-tenths of this movie... About someone stealing your vagina like it's your fairy gold. What the fuck? I, I don't know. All I can say is that that happened to me. <laughs> I just love, here's what I love. First of all, this scene starts with Elder Johnson listening to the tape and fucking loving it. He is listening as though this is fucking comedy gold. I am, my girlfriend is the funniest shit ever. And then he, he has to leave the apartment and then they decide like dicks to listen to his tape. And that's when they hear her say basically, oh, I stopped recording that three weeks ago. And now this is the part right. where I'm breaking up with you because I'm fucking this other guy. Well, first of all, oh, start a fresh really? fucking tape, lady. That's what I was right. going to say. Exactly. Her tape should have been, in retrospect, probably should have deleted to the beginning because that's a whole. I mean, I did, I did the first half of Eddie Murphy's Raw. I feel, I feel like I really nailed that performance for you. What but uh, yeah, a, I actually yeah. married Warren Jeffs. His uh, yes. his future looks bright. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, so some time later, Johnson's apologizing for just not being that into Mormoning since the love of his life was stolen from him and his heart was crushed beneath her heels. My notes from this point on are just the remaining runtime of the movie, so you guys might have to jump in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is another one of those exciting reading numbers into a phone scenes, isn't it, that we're going into? Ooh. Yeah, because he's now you see the guy who was bad at the numbers is good at them, and the guy who's good, good at the numbers. What a wow. dramatic role reversal we have. I would here. say these characters have quite the arc. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is such a minor thing, but Rogers has a picture of Jesus hanging up on his mirror the entire movie, and it's the most aggressive fucking Jesus. Yes! I love it. He looks like a boomer veterans war picture. Yes. I love it. <laughs> He looks like he's like Jesus with oh like canthropy or something. <laughs> oh my God. And this is where we get another montage. Number right? 32, yeah. I do believe. Uh, and it's again, it's so dark and sad. This is an act three montage and it's still almost entirely failure. Yep. It's just, yeah. it's like, it's like watching like a, a montage of a really good baseball player, but like getting out of like grabbing yes, into yeah, double plays exactly. 70% of the time. <laughs> yeah. And the only person who lets in these fascist-looking creeps is a Holocaust survivor in an Alzheimer's haze because she they wave Edelweiss in front of her. Yes. <laughs> that, that is the secret signal. Come on, let's poison yeah. some Nazis. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, hey, old lady, we know you're, you live in the land of gorgeous flowers, but here are some white weeds I picked from your next-door neighbors. Yeah, right. Can I come yeah, in? Exactly. We killed some for you. <laughs> also there was a weird moment in this montage where right in the middle of it they convince Calhoun to eat a fish's head on a dare or something yeah. so, again like 
The problem is you can't talk about fucking or anything that matters. So if you've got a movie called The Best Two Years, the fun you can reflect is like, I ate a food I wasn't entirely used to. The best two years. It's the best two years. Please don't kill yourself while you're under our care. It's the best two years. We don't track those numbers. Oh, God, every oh montage God. is longer than the last one. Well, and this montage is so painfully sincere now. And th now they're going. And, of course, every Mormon movie ever has to have a montage of doors being shut in their faces because that's yeah. just how. it. But it feels in this one like the missionaries start to like it after a while. <laughs> like, I think I think there have got to be some guys out there who can't come until their wife has rejected a Book of Mormon from them. Oh, I think that's yeah. There's <laughs> got to be a ton of, like, refusal fantasy play going on right now. And, come right. on, honey. It's a Thursday. Just shut the door in my face one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Mitt Romney slamming a door on his balls. <laughs> Renews it. Did you guys notice, was Elder Johnson going to beat up that happy couple on the street there? Oh, my God. He went <laughs> after them like a pebble. Yes. <laughs> that shows up in the montage as well. I mean, I've walked around with Heath, so I'm kind of used to it, but I'm just saying. <laughs> he sees a woman and has to be stopped from assaulting her. This is, the this is how his depression's playing out. Well, and then, of course, by the end of the I'm montage. I'm a happy person. <laughs> And of course, by the end of the montage, Rogers and Calhoun have set the record for the most Books of Mormon ever placed. And I'm just fucking Doug's like, Ugh. I know an alley on Honduras that can kiss <laughs> my ass. There's a dumpster in San Pedro Sula that breaks that record. <laughs> destroys it. <laughs> All right. So the montage finally comes to a close and Johnson's getting another call about how much better Calhoun and Rogers are than and his team at the numbers. Yes, this is conversation about numbers. Number five, I believe, in the movie. Guys, I know where this is going. Calhoun's going to go home and fuck Roger's mom. <laughs> 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 well, but, but so I love another way that they kind of like tip their hands at how pointless all this is, is that one guy's like, yeah, we only proselytized for 18 hours and we only had nine conversations or whatever. Um, zero conversions, zero baptisms. And the other guys, they're like, yeah, they had 64 hours and they knocked on 5,000 doors and they talked to 1,800 people, zero conversions, zero baptisms, right? So yes, might as well take some fucking pictures of Holland while you're there. Right. <laughs> Jesus, okay. So um, Johnson's girlfriend is married now. This is the day of the big wedding. His, his girlfriend is having sex with her new husband. So he's pretty super depressed. The worst pep talk ever. He's like, what do you think she's doing right now? And he's like, well, it's uh, 930 at night. So I'd say <laughs> being filled with cum. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just sort of lying there. I can tell you one thing she's not doing. Walking straight. <laughs> <laughs> Should we watch the videotape she sent? It just arrived. Let's watch the videotape she sent. Of her wedding night. Not with you. <laughs> And so, of course, now we have the role reversal where Johnson has Rogers' lines and Rogers has Johnson's lines. They, they, they play out the same goddamn scene they had earlier, just but with a swap in who's saying what now. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, the, the, Rogers gives him a little pep talk. And um, I guess then he snaps out of his suicidal depression because Rogers says, Jesus, right. 
Hey man, there's there's like eleven minutes left in the movie. You want to snap out of your funk? I do, I do. There's surprisingly few credits, which is very disappointing to anyone who might be reviewing this. But yeah, I'm I'm okay now. I'm all better. Come on, man. Little perspective. What's more important, losing the love of your life or dunking an expat optometrist in water one time? No, I'm 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 seriously asking. I'm asking. What am I going to do? Quit the religion and open a bar? Come on. <laughs> and why is Van Pelt dressed like the bad guy from an 80s movie that just inherited the ski resort in this scene? Oh, uh, 100%. I had, I had the same joke. I, it was like, he's either super gay or he's the villain of an 80s. No, he's super gay. He's just, as a matter of fact, he takes Calhoun out on a date and then fucking Elder Ro- Rogers looks at him and says, don't corrupt him. Like, what are we doing here? Is it, the fruit can't hang that low for us. What's happening? The deleted scenes are amazing in this. <laughs> oh, my God. There's an iron rod that leads to this movie. <laughs> you didn't read the Book of Mormon, listener. That's why you didn't get my hilarious joke just now. It's a metaphor. It's about 750 pages long. It was great. If you go back into the archives, you'll find what I've been doing with my life for 200 episodes. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so uh, they they all uh, they, oh, oh sorry, the optometrist shows up. He's early for their Mormon meeting because he wants to go all the fucking way with them. Ooh. And he's like, and every like he shows up and everybody's like, "Quick, hide all the whatever the fuck Mormon missionaries would need to hide." Uh, yeah. I know. They <laughs> scatter about like when someone was coming over to raid their meth lab. Yeah, quick. <laughs> put all- Get all the naked women who are who are cutting the coke back into the back room. Yeah, right. Quick, flush the <laughs> flush poop them down the toilet. <laughs> flush the poop. I guess. The toilet stopped up. <laughs> so, all right, and I love to because the guy sits down with him. He's like, "Hey, man, I, I actually want to go ahead and get baptized." And uh, Calhoun goes, what do we do now? And Rogers goes, I don't know, man. I've been here for two years and I've literally never gotten this close to having any reason for it. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. And then and then they have the, the moment where uh, he's they're, they're saying, oh, would you like Elder so-and-so to baptize you? And the guy goes, Elder Rogers. Would you accept this rose and baptize me? And he has, I think he comes in his pants. I think he has the most orgasmic look on his face that you could possibly It's imagine. a tulip, Dan, not a rose. That's, that's true. <laughs> no, no, because they're in Holland, but he's an American. So it's no, no, the- that's true. All right. But so, yeah. And, and what I love about this is that he's like, well, Elder Rogers, I assume that you would baptize me. And Elder Rogers is just like, oh, my God, I can't believe you asked me to be your best man. But like for the optometrist, it's got to be like, why wouldn't it be the person I've been talking to and know this? You're right. Like that would just, like I feel like he right. was just going like, well, logically, wouldn't it be you? Yeah, I don't think he was like offering any big fucking thing. But yeah, Rogers certainly takes it like he just offered him half of the best friend bracelet. And I, I love Rogers goodbye here. He's like, hey, um, a bunch of people. I mean, a bunch are going to bring up really, really good reasons to not do this. But please, please don't. <laughs> just, just don't. Okay. Well, he literally says, "I promise you'll never regret being a Mormon." And now, about that wine that you like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Well, and then he leaves and like uh, Calhoun and Rogers are so excited that they, em they embrace one another. But then Van Pelt and Johnson come in and come in and see him hugging like a couple of homosexuals. How embarrassing for them. Do normal human hugs end up with two people pressing all of their faces against each other? I, yeah. <laughs> They, they do not? when you mean it, Doug. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Two votes. We're normal. You're the weird you one. Guys crazy. Confirmed. Yes. Thank you. All right. So now it's time to baptize the fucking optometrist. But guess <sighs> what? They still had some unused B-roll. So we first have to bike to the place where they're going to do it. This, mo this movie was aware of how ready I was for it to be over, and it was like, oh, no, they can't baptize him before they all have lunch in real time. No! <laughs> I've never pressed the timestamp button more right. often. Right? Oh, my God. And I've froze stuff on YouTube for porn. Like, I have never <laughs> pressed the timestamp button more often. So, yeah, so they, they I love, too, the, the baptism scene, which is so anticlimactic. It's what the whole fucking movie was about, apparently. And they're like, are you ready to get baptized? The guy nods like he's in a soap commercial and just rejected Brand X. They dunk him. That's done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Question, if a... Like, if a Catholic priest ran in at that point and tackled <laughs> Kyle into the water, does he steal the baptism? Does that ever happen? Ooh. <laughs> Actually, all he has to do is sprinkle from the from the moving car. Yeah, yeah just, right. He'd right, just, like, exactly. drive by, like, shoot him with a super soaker, and he'd be yeah. like, fuck yeah. you guys. <laughs> That's why the stats are bitches. so important. You got to have the stat for steals. Follow-up question, asking for a friend if you wanted to kill yourself in a humorous way, so you ask them oh, to baptize God. you, and then you, you, you just breathe in really hard while you're under the water. Oh, no. do, what do they think happened? <laughs> They'll still count it. Uh, I'll, yeah. A, they get another number for their statistics. B, you get to go to heaven forever. This is a win-win on all three. You have to do the for the dead for you. It's a great prank. <laughs> I get to be dead. I think this is good. I'm not saying I've got a plan, but I've got a plan. They don't even have to they don't even have to bury you. They can just let you float down the Yeah, river. right. <laughs> You're somebody else's problem then. Also, by the way, in this scene, there's a windmill in the background. Again, we're in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And this is my favorite. They literally tilted at windmills. They did. In, <laughs> I, I want to add that to best worst. This is best worst <laughs> accidentally getting ridiculed by the setting of your own movie. <laughs> like a Mormon baptism in a Mormon movie was literally tilting at windmills. Yes. It's the best fucking message they didn't mean to have. All right. So now that's over. Uh, the Elder Rogers is at the train station. He's about to head home to his divorced family and the girlfriend that rejected him. There's a weird moment here where, if I'm not mistaken, Elder Johnson suggests that he may date Elder Van Pelt's six-year-old sister. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That is what happens. He's like, uh, any uh, leads? And he's like, yeah, he, he's got a six-year-old sister. And they're just like, cool. She's writing cool. letters to him. Why is a six-year-old girl writing letters to a 20-year-old single man? Yeah. Oh, oh, Mormonism. Right. right. Well, right. Yeah. Gearing, up, gearing up for a few more years down the road when they would be... <laughs> nine. Yeah, when she's 11. All right. And now even Van Belt says, Flip, the joke has come full circle, guys. You didn't think they could wring any more humor out of that. And you were correct. That's right. <laughs> How you end a movie.
and Johnson and Johnson chases Van Pelt around to hit him. It it's the most embarrassing thing yeah. I've ever seen two theoretically adult men do. Like they're they look like they're twelve. Yeah, it's and but it's the perfect thing. It's that's. The, that is the delayed, the arrested development that Mormonism inflicts I on it yeah. makes fucking that six-year-old a little bit less terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then they have this scene again to show you how lazy the fucking writers are, right? So this is the scene where Calhoun and uh, and Rogers are going to part ways. The whole movie was about them being buddy Mormons or whatever. And so Calhoun is, or uh, Rogers has bought Calhoun a gift on his way out. Now, any <laughs> fucking movie writer worth 13 cents would have set something up at some point in the movie for him to give to Calhoun. Calhoun would have hold wanted on, something. Hold on, hold on. You missed why they did the whole optometrist thing? <laughs> was that all because subtle foreshadowing? Because it seems really oh my obvious. God. They that crushed that, it. You're right. It was a setup so that he could give Elder Calhoun much uglier glasses. That was his present. I see. Uh, Your present is glasses. eyewear. <laughs> <optometrist>. <laughs> Neat. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm going to have to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> uh, by, by, literally, these are my last four notes. The last four sentences in my notes. Is it not over? I'm pretty sure it's over. Okay, it's over. Fuck. <laughs> but it's over it did finally end jesus <sighs> all right well i guess the title of the movie makes the closing question fairly obvious even if i really don't want to hear the answer so before we purge this flick from our collective memories i ask you this what the hell was the writer of this movie doing during his worst two years <laughs> uh, he was a 9-11 first responder <laughs> well I'm just saying I think it's realizing that he could have spent those best two years in Holland smoking weed and banging prostitutes oh well, oh, well Provo's nice no Provo is nice though <laughs> lovely I, I think it was just look being a Mormon is just like the movie Office Space where he says every, every year every day is worse than the day before so basically, <laughs> so it's just it's just, it's just whatever he was doing the last year and the year before that. It's just every year by definition. Is, by definition, it just moves one year further. At the time, it was the worst two years, but now yes. uh, I'm I'm going to take it one step further. The worst two years were the same two years. <laughs> they, they were. The best of times, they were the worst of times. <laughs> the only two years of his existence. <laughs> All right. Well, Doug, Dan, we're almost done with you here. But if our audience isn't, uh, where are they where can they go to find more of you guys? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know if your audience is familiar with the medium of podcasting. But if they are, they will know where to go and find The How-To Heretic, which uh, is, a, is a show that we do. And you can find us on the web as well, howtoheretic.com and all of the tweety things and stuff. We're out there. Mm. I don't know. HTH. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'm Skippy. It's more like H2H, but yeah. Um, so, uh, and of course, if all of that seems too complicated, you will find the show link in our show notes as well. Guys, thanks so much for helping us uh, work our way through this piece of shit and understand what we were seeing. Absolutely. And well, that's going to do it for our review of the best two years. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still haven't wrapped up with these momos. So Eli, tell us what's on deck. How rare a possession 
Is that the last movie in Mormon Movie Month, at least? That's the last <laughs> movie right, in our Mormon right. Movie-tacular! So we do get to end on a high note, sort of. So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 200 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Doug and Dan for hanging out with us today. To hear more from them, click the handy link on the show notes or look for How to Heretic wherever you found this podcast. Also, a perhaps even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist Citation Needed and The Skeptic Ride, available on iTunes and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions. Promise to work harder on another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club clothes. Mormons were banned from the Netherlands after the flip game escalated way too far and led to a series of manslaughters. <laughs> Elder Rogers went home and fucked the girlfriends of every Mormon missionary in Holland. <laughs> <laughs> Elder Van Pelt was out of the closet the whole time. <laughs> All four of the missionaries died the instant this movie ended, thus providing the only logical explanation for the title. <laughs> Roll <laughs> some of us quicker than others, all the way down to doodly do one. I'm sorry, Doug was first there. Doug was Doug was, was there, there before any I've of you. I've been here the whole time. Yeah. You're not even here. I mean, Doug had his little cursor on there. You guys didn't have the cursor. I, I showed right. up late. I was already oh, I, on the next uh, one because I'm not in this one. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not in this Shit, one guys, either, I, but I showed up. I didn't know up. if you were doing the recording. <laughs> I didn't know about Remember the cursor. Remember, you were like, I'm going to tell you? I feel like I could have been there fast. Nobody told me about the cursor thing, though. <laughs> Eli cheats at board games. <laughs> <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.